This is WKSU News. I'm Jeff St. Clair. For a generation of Americans, inflation worries went the way of leisure suits and disco balls. Now it's back in the headlines. December's 7% inflation rate was the highest in 40 years. But a Cleveland-based economist says there are some big differences between inflation now and the 1970s. When you talk about inflation, Cleveland is at the heart of the discussion. The Center for Inflation Research is housed at the Cleveland Fed. It's an international think tank that studies the causes of inflation and makes recommendations for policymakers. Robert Rich is the director. He says the experience of long cycles of price hikes in the 1970s stuck with economists. One of the key lessons for policymakers now is they have a much greater appreciation and understanding of the role that inflation expectations play in the inflation process. Rich says one of the main drivers of inflation in the 70s was the expectation that prices were going to rise, even if the underlying causes of inflation weren't there. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy he calls de-anchoring, price hikes based solely on expectations. If we were to see those starting to move up and sort of what sometimes referred to as being de-anchored, I think that that would be a very important signal that what's starting to happen is the high inflation ratings are being ingrained in, in people's expectations. He says this de-anchored cycle perpetuates itself as suppliers lock in price increases based on the belief that future inflation will eat into profits. Looking back and, and learning the lessons from the 70s especially with the role that expectations play in the inflation process is, is really, really important. Another key difference, says Rich, is managing those expectations through greater transparency. During the 70s, there was that famous book, you know, Secrets of the Temple, where Fed communication was supposed to be cloaked and supposed to be very opaque. I think that what you've noticed now is there's been a very important change in the way that the Fed communicates policy and tries to be transparent, tries to signal to financial markets and the public what it's going to do. So that's another important factor that is going to sort of help in, in terms of ensuring we don't return to the 70s. Rich says one other difference is the structure of today's economy compared to the 70s, especially the labor market. In the 70s, labor unions had a much greater influence. There were COLA or cost of living adjustment clauses that were in there. All of these things tended to sort of be vehicles where when price increases took place, they could be passed back into wages and the price increases. That's much more limited now than it was before. Rich says part of today's high inflation is the high demand for goods by consumers, flush with stimulus cash and a limited supply due to pandemic slowdowns and other bottlenecks. He does expect consumption to slow and supply chains to rebound. We're going to see a lot of the pent-up demand and excess savings that have been accumulated during the pandemic. We could see some of those starting to sort of disappear. So I think what we're going to see is that while aggregate demand is still going to be growing, it's probably not going to be growing as strong as it has. We're going to see sort of increased supply coming on board. Those factors together should, you know, moderate the rate of inflation and, and bring inflation down. Rich says it's very likely the Fed will raise interest rates next month which have been near zero since the start of the pandemic, and begin quantitative tightening, the opposite of quantitative easing, by selling holdings to help slow the economy. We're going to see reduced monetary accommodation. This isn't a, a secret, and that's both in terms of potential changes in interest rates as well as changes in the balance sheet. So that, that's one source to sort of restrain demand.
Robert Rich, as director of the Center for Inflation Research at the Cleveland Fed, provides recommendations to the Federal Open Market Committee, which sets interest rates for bank loans. And granted, part of his role is to ease inflation expectations, but he did give this qualified outlook. We expect to see inflation moderate from its current readings later towards the end of this particular year into next year. Rich says the Fed will keep a close eye on January's inflation numbers, which come out later this week, plus tensions in Europe and China before making any decisions. And, of course, he says the next COVID wave could upend any economic forecast. I'm Jeff St. Clair, WKSU.